Scott, before we get into the show, there's a subreddit called Thanks. I hate it. This one starts by saying, make me mad in five words or less. You ready for this? Have yes, you seen I this? I am familiar with this. I am familiar. Snickers have a dick vein. Thoughts? Do you know how long it's been since I've had chocolate? Uh, go on. I can't have chocolate because of Meniere's disease. Can you have dark chocolate? No, because it's disgusting. Well, if you want something really close, apparently, you can easily just guzzle a big, big wiener. Don't go into the comment section too far on that one. Oh, you know no. Oh, no. I need to see this. Please. Snickers, get some nuts. So, Willie, you and I both went to college. Is that correct? Is that a correct statement? That is very accurate. I went to the University of Minnesota. Hey, so did I. Neat. How many years did you go? I was successful in that I was able to graduate in four years and not an ounce more. I graduated from the University of Minnesota in two years. Well, fuck me. How did you graduate in two years? Oh, it's because you did... Because uh, I went to another school for two years. Uh, that's are, you just trying, are, are you just trying to rub it in? Is that what you're trying to do? No, what I'm what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get at is that during those four years, you probably worked really hard, you know, maybe harder than you've ever worked in your entire life. And then at the very end, culminated in one glorious event called graduation, right? Yes. So what did you do for graduation? Like, what was the ceremony like? Oh, so uh, on the, the U of M campus, Northrop is like the main auditorium where graduation would happen. The whole, the whole four years that I was there, I never stepped foot inside that building. And on the very, on, on the very last day of school, right? The very last day I'm paying the University of Minnesota for, right. for school was the very first time I went into the auditorium. So we went in, we had our cap and gowns on. We did like the normal walking ceremony, sit there. It's really warm. And then... Are, are you asking, like, what I did afterwards as an event? No, like, the the graduation ceremony itself is pretty much, like, what you look forward to, right? Your cap and gown, you, uh, you, you move your tassel. Yep, you sit in a hot auditorium and listen to somebody that most likely you don't know because the Minnesota, University of Minnesota isn't going to pay to have some, like, great person come in because, frankly, we don't have, like, the best people there. But, yeah, I listen to somebody speak. Sure. And... Who cares? You know, as long as you get to do that, you get your diploma, you feel like you accomplished something. Yeah. On our Watch People Die Inside, Uh this person, this young lady, did that exact same thing. She worked really hard. She got her cap and gown, gown, sat inside that auditorium, and waited for her name to be called. Her name looks completely normal to me. The last name is Kirkhoff. Kirkhoff. Yeah, it's a pretty common name. As she is walking across the stage, people are there to support her, probably her family, you know, maybe the grandparents came in from out of town, any of her friends, she gets she gets in line, she's walking up across the stage, she's about to grab her diploma, and as it's handed to her, her name is read, and the last name is read as Jerkoff. Jesus Christ. That, how terrible now, would that be? Now, maybe this isn't the first time she's heard it. But it's also being recorded, so this is on video, which we we will post so everybody can see. I feel like normally in her life she's probably asked it rather than being called it. Sure, maybe. Like, hey, but imagine you've worked so long and so hard for this perfect moment. 
where you're going to be celebrated, or at least you're going to celebrate everything that you've done. And the dean of the school, in front of everybody in this auditorium, calls you jerk off. Jesus. That's probably how many people feel right now because of COVID-19 that weren't able to graduate from college or high school that you just went through potentially two decades worth of schooling to be told, yeah, we're going to have an online only event and none of you guys are going to get anything for it. You get to sit, maybe have a Zoom call. Would it would it even be a, you know. Did you, did you have anybody that you know say like, I'm not going to walk, that's boring. Why would you do that? I do remember that debate. There were several people who said they just didn't care. They just wanted to be done. Stop spending their money. Start making money. I, I've never understood that. Like, to me, it, it seems fun. Right. It was, it was part of the ceremony. It, it's part of the experience. Yeah. You did it all. Just, just tap it in, right? You know? Just tap, tap it in. Yeah, you drove down to the green, right at the flag. Just tap it in. Uh, I, think, I, I think I saw that or a version of that on TikTok. Earlier this this week, someone posted. Uh, this was uh, posted a few hours ago as we record, but it linked back to a two month old post. And I just want to talk about this, Scott. I have sent you TikTok posts in the past, have I not? You have sent me TikTok. I'm still scared of it. What what make what? Why are you so scared of it? I read a review, or I think it was actually a Reddit user who posted something. How their job is to study how apps work. So they can reverse engineer them for whatever company he works for. I have that article in front of me. Oh, well, sorry to sorry to step on your nuts here. You, no, I, you go ahead and introduce it. You can fondle my nuts anytime you want, Scott. Just ask. Okay, so there was a there was an article that was written that essentially tried to summarize this person's comment. And I, I then clicked through, found the comment, and instead of linking you to this article, which is mainly just this post, I'll link to you this post. Here's what it says. It says, so I can personally weigh in on this. I reverse engineer, uh, I reverse engineered this app and feel confident in stating I have a very strong understanding of how the app operates, or at least operates a few months ago. So that would have been, what, four months ago now? TikTok is a data collection service that is thinly veiled as a social network. If there is an API to get information on you, your contacts, and your device, well, they're using it. So they look for a series of these things. And then he later goes on into like validating his knowledge and and what he's done. But it says they look for your phone hardware. So like what type of CPU, Android or Apple or whatever it might be, number of courses, cores, hardware IDs, screen dimensions, display resolution, uh, memory usage, disk space. Then they look for other apps that you've installed, including some of the analytics from apps that have been deleted. Other apps that you've installed, They it says, I've seen some I've deleted show up in their analytic payloads. Everything network related. So your IP address, your local IP address, router, details, uh, your Wi-Fi access points, whether or not you have a jailbroken or rooted phone. Some variants of the app has GPS pinging enabled, and it roughly every 30 seconds, it's trying to find your location. And then they set up a local proxy server on your device to help, as they say, quote, transcode media, but that can be super easily abused to be able to like collect more user data. How terrifying is that? Well, if first of all, really scary. But 
once you find out what it's really for, then you're going to be really worried. I've looked into this. I read oh. on the interwebs what it's all now, about. Everything now is it, is this using, just okay? Go ahead. Every every single one of those things that they use to collect data is to help AI get past captchas. Are you joking? Are you just saying that because I said that a few episodes back, you fucker? Okay, Jesus. I was like, what? How? In what way? In what way would they do that? I. Th- there was a new thing that just came out. So when Apple just came out with their beta software this past week, and oh, yes, the fourteen. S- yeah, some users who are are running it, some developers noticed that when they logged into TikTok, it was indicating TikTok had because this is a new feature in iOS fourteen. TikTok has copied the data that you had copied to clipboard. So you could have been in email, maybe you like copied a, a password somewhere, or maybe you were like copying a note. Whatever you had copied onto your clipboard, your they porn search into another browser. Exactly. They copy that and pasted it. For, for what yeah. reason? I, I have no idea. I wish I was more smart when it came to like information security. <laughs> you know, do anything crazy, but the dark web exists, right? All of our stuff is probably on there. I think, I think it's a really good PSA that regardless of what platform you use, what technology you use, there is like this inherent right for all of us to be more thoughtful about how we're using our devices, what technology we're and and service we're investing in because at the end of the day like if privacy isn't that like in the forefront of the choices that we make then we like they're gonna have everything or to take it one step further we should probably have control of our own data like we should own it really right Mm -hmm. now all these technology companies are just doing what they can because they can there's nothing to stop them from doing it but there's there's been several people who have said like we should be able to be owning our data and use it as a monetary service. You know, like if, if apps want to access it, they have to pay us, which I wouldn't be against. Uh, this, this part is really surprising to me. So on that comment, the, the top comment to this person's post was, this was a fantastic explanation. How would you respond to the people who ask, doesn't every app track data, track your data? How is it different than Facebook? To which he responds and says, for what it's worth... I've reversed the Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, and Twitter apps. They don't collect anywhere near the same amount of data that TikTok does. And they sure as hell aren't outright trying to hide exactly what's being sent like TikTok is. It's like comparing a cup of water to the ocean. They just don't compare. Which is really, which is super, super surprising when you think that Instagram and Facebook are out to get everything about you. Yeah, they're listening to me right now. I have to, I think we've already talked about this once, how I have to basically be careful what I say around my phone because it's going to show up on Instagram ads. Big data, real scary, man. You know, Scott, the other day, I just installed something on your phone. I just, anytime you do that, I just, I'm a proxy over here and I just like Google it real quick. Really, sending me dick pics is not the same thing as installing something on my phone. Hey, speaking of that, did you know that uh, soon you'll be able to zoom in closer on your on your, the pictures on your phone? Zoom in? Uh, well, I mean, that's a good feature, because then maybe I can actually see your dick. Jesus. Well, you know who really doesn't have to worry about this data collection? People who are older, because they're just not on the social medias, right? They don't, they don't TikToks or Facebooks or MySpace. 
or at least if they're on the social media, they really don't know that they are, and they're probably yelling at the screen to not be. Right. Or what they're out doing is just living their lives the way they always have been and not worrying about all that bullshit. Like this lady who just turned 100 last October and is still doing planks for over 30 seconds. That That's nuts. Okay, can we just talk about that? So you and I were both in our mid-30s on, on either side mm-hmm. of that midway line. It's so surprising when I see somebody who's, say, in their 60s or even in their 70s, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who can just go out and go to the gym and lift. The Rock is a great example. How old do you think The Rock is? 40-something, right? Oh, you think think he... He's older. You think he's in his 40s? I think he was definitely in his 20s when I was in high school. He's 48 years old. Yeah, he's almost 50. He's almost 50. The dude is jacked. You can dedicate your life to that too, Willie. You can look like The Rock. I guess. That's a good point. Did you... Have you seen Kumal Nanjani? Have you seen photos of him recently? Recent, right, yep. So he he did a YouTube series where... uh, It was for, like, men's health. He had a video. And he talked about, like, what's in his fridge and what his gym routine was. So after filming for... uh, What was it? The Inhumans? Is that the show? Or the movie. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it's going to be. Yep. He he said, I haven't stopped doing this because I knew the work that it took to get there. If I would have known anywhere near how much work it would have taken to get here, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have signed up. I would have said, hell no. But now that I'm here, I sure as hell don't want to lose any of this. So he he's worked his ass off to like maintain. And he kind of like walked through his activities, his, his gym routine. He warms up like how many hours is he in the gym he warms up for about 40 to 45 minutes okay that's a warm-up that's uh that's a whole gym day for a lot of people scott our warm-ups were five minutes five to 15 depending on when you decided to show up yeah (laughs) accurate but then (laughs) then his actual lifting is what he said was it's it's pretty common it's a mix between like heavy lifting and then cardio and then heavy lifting and then cardio and he just mixes that in so that he can get different metabolic rates so that his workout lasts longer but then really to to your point one of the ways that you lost so much weight is just it all comes down to diet so he doesn't eat a lot or what he does is really really clean but he said to get into that shape it was like four hour workouts, six days a week, no cheat meals, thinking of like you couldn't drink water at certain times to be able to like maintain like the water weight between your skin and your muscles. Right. He probably had to look a certain way. So he had to uh, go into dehydration, basically. At, at what point do they just like CG you to be a little bit larger? Well, I remember there was there was some guff being thrown at actors after they were like done filming these franchise movies and like they were caught at the beach hanging out with their families but they didn't look as ripped as they did and you know people were shaming them but like the response was like you can't look like that all the time unless you're actively trying you know and they really only get into that shape for movies and i mean you could still look great but you're not going to have a six or eight pack that's that you can play a xylophone on you know every single day unless you are training your ass off for no reason other than maybe i'll take a good instagram photo today but otherwise there's no reason to do it it's not necessarily healthy in the long term to be dehydrated you 
you should be hydrated all the time. When you see when you see like the Instagram realities, that's a that's a subreddit. When you see that and you see like either like this girl who's like super fit or this guy who's like ripped has like a 12 pack instead of a six pack and is like a real life Captain America. Are you are you jealous by that? Is there like a balance? Like, where do you find that balance of like, I want to be this type of person? My, I, I don't know. It's really hard. Like Kamal said, he, he wouldn't have been able to do what he did without help from trainers and dietitians, nutritionists to get to where he is. Like he wouldn't even have begun to know where to start or know what level of discipline it takes to be in that mode. So like I have worked out pretty easily with you. You know this, mm-hmm. but when I had a personal trainer for a year, he got me to my personal bests, but he wasn't like anything like let's get ready for Captain America's role. Let's get ready for some sort of stunt person's role. Like we didn't do that. We were just focusing on how much weight can I lift, right? Mm-hmm. So now I know how to lift heavy, but I, I've always wanted to look like that in a fantasy world. And I know I could do it if I just wanted it a little bit more, but it's a lot of work, man. You got to put other things on the back burner to do that. Like a social life. Yeah. Yeah. It takes dedication and props to all those people who want to do it and continue to do it. Even if it's just for, you know, to become a social media brand manager, your own brand. Right. Right. I, I just, I think about like, there are certain concessions you need to make in your life. Like you said, one of which would be, when do you wake up? When do you go to bed? What types of like decisions do you make during like those moments when maybe you want to go out and have birthday dinner? Now you can't specifically have many things. So you kind of fit this mold already, but for the the majority of us who are like, "Oh, I want to have a beer at dinner." You just wouldn't be able to do that. Or you like have a salad and water with yeah. no cream and no dressing. I have salad right now with no dressing. I find whenever I like in in the place that I work, there is a, a food court and they they have this like health food area where it's like hummus and other types of food that way. I got a salad the other day and oh my God, they put like four tablespoons of salad dressing on there before I could say like, chill out. What are you doing right now? That's where all the calories are, man. Make also, it, it, really, salad. it really feels like you need to invest a ton in an at-home gym or some some sort of more expensive gym service. I think revolving your life around that. But kudos to this 100-year-old woman to be able to do planks. I really hope that I can maintain in the same way she did. Me too, my friend. Me too. Now, instead of, you know, doing planks until you're 100, maybe you want to go the other way. Maybe you're just like, you know what? doesn't matter. I don't need to leave a good-looking corpse. I'm going to die when I'm going to die. So I want to live while I'm alive, right? Bon Jovi said it best. So... Willie, when you were younger, do you recall the very first time you were introduced to fast food? Oh shit. I can remember my I can remember my most vivid memory of fast food when I was younger. What is it? Do you remember the TV show or the movie The Flintstones? Oh yeah. With John Goodman, Rick Moranis. Oh, holy shit, man. What? Like go back and watch it. Terrible. But also oh, yeah. amazing. As the a kids, kid, I think it was even shitty, but it was a really big buildup. Yes. That movie 
did so much to market themselves to children that I remember distinctly going through the drive-thru of McDonald's. You smell the smell of French fries. Amazing. And you you could buy glasses, actual glass that was in the like kind of ornamental for that movie. So it was like it looked like rocks or wood. And Mm -hmm. oh, man. I freaking loved it. Those were like amazing toys you could get back in the '90s. So that's probably my I first. I too memory. have that set. Do you really? Yes, of course. Oh, holy shit! I was introduced to cocaine really, uh, really early on in life too. Oh my god! That cocaine is McDonald's fries. Everybody knows this. If you don't, whatever you do, do not ever eat McDonald's fries, because you will become addicted. <laughs> I've got a story I'll tell y'all later about later on in life with McDonald's fries. But oh, right God. now, I'm glad you brought up McDonald's because I think that's a huge percentage of the population. On Dank Memes this week, one of the things that made me laugh out loud and not just like snort my milk was caption no nuggets today. And it's, it's a video of this dude from one of these dating shows. And the caption is, well, uh, the dude's kind of like tearing up and crying. But the caption is, eight-year-old me watching my mom drive past McDonald's because I was too scared to ask. And I, I have done that. That was a legit thing that I remember as a kid, being afraid to ask my mom to go out to fast food because like we had had it two days earlier or something, you know. Because we always wanted the, the toy or fucking chicken nuggets because they're goddamn delicious. And uh, I never realized why as a child, as like an eight-year-old, why, why as an eight-year-old I should be mad that we couldn't go or why it was bad for you. I never realized that. It was just like, bring me there. No, and why would you? I mean, we're the target market for all those Happy Meals. Oh, man, there were so many cool toys as a kid. I remember Hot Wheels. I would get super jazzed. Way back in the day, they had McDonald's Transformers that were food robots, and I thought those were the the coolest shit on the planet. They, Yeah, I remember this. They transformed from like a burger into a, to a Transformer, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I still have them buried somewhere in, in old toy boxes at my parents' house. I think my favorite nostalgia thing about McDonald's, the one where I grew up had one of the original play places, McDonald's Playlands. It yes, wasn't, I, it was not we've inside, been to it the was same outside. One. Yes. We've been to the same one, yes, for it, sure. The location still exists. In West St. Paul, Minnesota, there is... The McDonald's drive-thru goes around the back of the building, and then there's a gas station between the drive-thru and the McDonald's. But in the back, right where you would go order the food, you can go up this ramp. You can't drive up there. You have to walk up there. And yep. then there is this play playland up above. And what made it so special is it's not like those those rickety ones that you see now that are overly soft. This shit mm-hmm. was made out of metal, like a lot of metal heavy metal so in the summer which is when you would use it they would lock it during the the fall winter and spring in the summer when you would use it you could get there at noon and that shit could be a hundred degrees burning every inch of your skin that touched it and it was great it was so good there's an entire movement to change the way parks are designed for children did you know that there are really? studies there are studies right now that say the current park that you see in like the US are overly safe and that doesn't teach children core responsibilities for growing up core Isn't things that a fact? 
I mean, at least that's what these studies show. So this started in in Europe, in like Sweden, where okay. people study this shit. There's incredible architecture there. And yeah, IKEA the, Institute. Yep. Yeah. So what they studied, what they found was by creating places for kids to be dirty, like dirt piles and and wood, and maybe they get a bunch of like wood logs. One of the things they would do is they would put put like half hammered nails into wood boards and have children like fashion something into a hammer to learn how to hammer something. They're not teaching them how to be contractors, but they're teaching them about what's safe and what's not safe. Interesting. I thought they were just going to say they half hammer nails into things and walk away and see if the kids can figure out if it's pointy and sharp or not. Well, what what scientists, psychologists, child development professionals are doing is they're they're closely monitoring the interactions of children while they're there and they've discovered that if something is dangerous children inherently see that that is dangerous and then they avoid it or maybe somebody else knows that it's inherently dangerous so it's easy as as humans are growing and learning from one another as a child something that you don't realize is if one child see something as scary or hurts themselves all the other children are learning as at the same time so you children seem to learn better and are more safe and they're just in the early years of studying this right so they're gonna have to see in decades if if it holds up the same way but yeah super fascinating that is super interesting i thought they were just trying to the swedes were just breeding like warrior children for the future dystopian nightmare that we're all living in i mean they're definitely going to be the ones that fight the robots we're going to give them everything i mean tiktok is already that is very true oh okay and one last thing speaking of fast food nostalgia tell me that you didn't enjoy going to a pizza hut back in the day hell yeah with your personal pan pizza your book it coupon and the, the red plastic mugs the salad bar it was it was like a shitty version of an Applebee's. If you could go as far as to say that, if you've been in an Applebee's, a TGI Fridays, a Chili's, any one of those like chain American restaurants, it was a stripped down version of all of them. It is the definition of a chain American restaurant. But it was it was great. I think that there was something really wholesome about the experience. It was a family restaurant, right? You went there with your family and sat down for a meal, broke bread, sticks, and uh, yeah. Now, after, now as after an, a ball game or yeah. something. Now, now as an adult, have you gone to? And this would probably right now would probably be a bad example. The last few years with your restricted diet, but maybe think back a little bit. Have you, as an adult, gone to a what? What are they called? A buffet. Have you gone to a buffet recently? I think the last buffet I went to was a Chinese buffet. I'm thinking that same thing. And what was your thoughts about that? This was when I actually had my dietary restrictions. So I was still kind of like testing things out to see like what what would make me dizzy, what would affect my ear. A buffet is a great place to find out because you have all the things that can kill you and all the things that can keep you alive. As it turns out, everything can kill me. So it was a, it still tasted good. Sure. Last week, we talked about Bubba Wallace and his story. While in the moment, the news was like reactive. Yeah, they so there was a noose found in his stall. What I didn't know about NASCAR is 
most stalls are assigned for that venue. So when you and your crew, your pit crew, are going to sign up for a race, they'll say, go to stall 46 or go to stall 13. And then you set up shop there for that event. You do your thing. You you pack everything up and you leave. According to News After, which followed up through the FBI who did an investigation, they found that that noose had been present for what since october yeah since late october last year and it was really interesting how everything was covered up until that point because it was a garage tie basically the the rope if you've ever had to lift or close a garage manually that would you would pull the garage door closed with but i mean if you look at it it's definitely a noose it's not big or anything but Mm -mm. it's tied exactly like a noose i do think that so NASCAR is going to continue to investigate and try to get to the bottom of why that is there because the nature of a noose no matter what is really alarming so I I loved the outreach that that people said afterwards like all of the people in NASCAR who were supporting Bubba said this is this is a good outcome this is what we want we support this racer we support Bubba and we also stand up to racial injustice this events like this are not okay so while there's a positive out outcome right now let's figure out who and why this existed in october and that actually i think is a really positive way to look at it instead of blaming him and his crew for being outraged by something that he is worthy to be outraged they said nope we totally believe in this we're on the same side and we're happy that there's a positive outcome yeah i'm glad they're taking it seriously like they put, what, eight FBI agents on it or something like that? Something else. They got to the bottom of it really quickly, which was, which was good, and they took it seriously. So props do you th- to NASCAR for that. Do you think that what, – what do you think of, like, the current cancel culture that we're going through? I haven't thought about it too much, but I try to stay as open-minded as I can about anything that is super reactionary and there's – a lot of groupthink or a big pile on, you know, right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For for my own biases, you know, I'm going to lean one way or the other. Like if it's if it's something that is racist, you know, I'm gonna say like, all right, it's like with the Bubba Wallace thing, right? It's like no room for it whatsoever. Like we just we just have to stop. Like there's that there's some point where you just say no more, right? And that's kind right. of where this cancel culture comes from, with with Me Too and. I believe women as one example or the slave owner statues, you know, it's all trying to basically make up for the injustices that have happened for so long and have gotten no play with anybody in authority, right? Yeah. So it's the people taking back their power. Now there's there's two sides. There's the people that say this is definitely a good thing and then there's the other side which will respond with like, well, everybody's innocent until they're proven guilty right Mm -hmm. in a court of law we know that's not necessarily true so those arguments sometimes ring hollow i can't really say i'm for or against it because i look at everything objectively not subjectively right objectively objectively that makes sense yeah i I, i'm kind of like to get i like to get all the information you know i like to have the facts yeah i'm with you i think that there are two ways in which we can look at a situation like this there is 
you hear one negative thing about a specific person and you can jump on the bandwagon and say, screw this person, go to hell, like you don't deserve to be here. In those specific situations, I tend to slow down, not voice an opinion until we get more information. And if I am one of those people that jumps on the bandwagon and starts to like go with it, I will quickly backtrack and say, I was wrong. Let let me clarify some things. Here's what I discovered. Right. But I do think that there are other moments where it is really important that those like the 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 group protest pushes forward. A great example this week, I guess last week ended a an event that I've been watching now for five years. It's called GCX and Gaming Community Expo. Previously, it was called Guardian Con, and oh, it, it. I've heard of Guardian Con, but I don't think I've heard of GCX. GCX is they rebranded because they wanted to be more open to other game companies. So last year they had Microsoft and Destiny at their event, showing off content. Like they had, okay. they had a Microsoft booth showing off Sea of Thieves. Oh, okay. And so they rebranded GCX. Well, they couldn't do the in-person expo this year for many obvious reasons so they only did their live streaming event this year they started with four days on facebook gaming then they did six days on mixer rest in peace and then they (laughs) did they did a full week on twitch and by the end of this they they're kind of interesting in terms of how they log the numbers starting the moment the event ends from that moment forward, every dollar raised adds up to the next GCX live stream event. So they this year started with like a million and a half or almost two million dollars already raised. Does that make That's sense? Cool. Right. So yeah. even even before the event started, by the end of the event, they raised over six million dollars. And where does that money go? It goes one hundred percent to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That's awesome. I love so that they. Shirt. They partner with Tiltify, who has worked with them over the years to cover all of the the costs and transfer fees so that nobody has to pay for anything. So every dollar that you give goes immediately to St. Jude's. And this is just for the sake of uh, this conversation. I didn't want to necessarily talk about St. Jude's, but we've been talking about a lot of positive stuff. So let me just tell you for listeners out there, if you don't know, St. Jude's is a nonprofit hospital and research hospital dedicated to uh, eradicating childhood cancer. What they do is, let's say you have a child who has cancer. They pay for 100% of the hospital fees, 100% of the care. They, In most situations when a child has cancer like this, they need long-term stay with a lot of resources. They pay for all of that. Did you know, Scott, that they host proms for people that can't be there oh no that's awesome i didn't and, know that and they will fly people in so that they can attend prom with you wow. either it's amazing so, so this event is like the one of the largest events at least in the streaming community where people raise money for a charity well what was interesting this year is i was wondering it, where you were going with this or if we were just gonna like say saint jude's now sponsors the podcast I mean, hell, they could. We could do a lifetime sponsor of them to give them money. So this week on uh, live stream fails, 
there there's a few events that happened that I think are really important to bring up. This one maybe a little bit more than than the other one, but during the event, one of the people that is a works with the company that runs GCX had her kind of like tell all moment and this top comment here on Livestream Fail says dozens of women have levied sexual assault allegations towards several Twitch streamers, YouTubers, gaming and esports personalities, and gaming industry personnel. Okay, because I was going to ask you about a certain streamer that I read about this week, but I don't want to, once we, again... We will talk about them because that's on my on list it. too. So this went on to, let me just like read so one two three four i mean the list goes on forever scott there are tons and tons of people being called out and it it saddens me that we need to get to a moment like this for real advocacy to happen in the gaming world it just reminds me of back when gamer girl was a trend that was such a like negative stamp on gaming do you remember what that was I remember Gamergate, but what was Gamer Girl? Gamergate, I think, is the same thing. Okay. All right. Yes. I have a friend who's a lawyer who actually looked into that. He didn't work on the actual cases, but he is a gamer himself. So he got very invested in looking into all aspects of that case. So that's how I learned about it. What, what did you read this week? Well, you are a streamer who is on Twitch sometimes. I streamed today. Oh, cool. Very cool. Shout out to uh, That's Wild Man. It's the biggest douche around. And so I know Ninja and I know Shroud and I know you. And then that's about it. But there's this dude called Dr. Disrespect. And he was banned from Twitch, I think. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong. And you are the whole, correct. The whole Twitter, Reddit, social media community was up in arms about it. Because he was just gone. They didn't say why, other than he violated TNC, you know? Terms and conditions. Exactly, exactly. So I don't know who he was as a streamer, what he did. Can you tell me more about him? I would love to. And I would love to make this relevant to anyone listening. So don't click away to that next podcast. I I am not going to deep dive into Twitch. I'm not going to deep dive into him as a personality. What I do want to focus the conversation... deep dive into me? Dr. Disrespect was there within communities that you like. Maybe it's makeup or news. There's always that first person to break out and have their big moment, right? That that person that's kind of like defining for an industry. Dr. Disrespect was that person. He so they were the first big Twitch star. They were the first big one. They were the ones that defined the community, made it what it was. And then the folks like Ninja and Dr. Lupo, Shroud, Tifu, all these bigger ones started to like burst out from Dr. Disrespect. He uh, he was maybe the first person to stream with like 100,000 people. That's more of like a U.S. personality. If you go to like South Korea, Japan, they have a much bigger audience. We're not, I'm not speaking about that at all. But he has been banned in the past. At that time when he was banned, uh, Twitch redid it after like a day. It was a mistake. They brought it back. He worked with them. In this case, and this is the rare thing about this platform, you could have somebody that you follow as an influencer. So 
or like a news personality, like if you're going to fire a news anchor, it's because you sure as hell know what they did, right? Well, you should for, I mean, lawyer purposes, right? Like otherwise you're going to get sued for breach of contract. Correct. It doesn't take long for that information to spread on what that person did. Regardless, in this instance, Twitch banned him and then... They went to other media outlets that were going to cover this and gave a generic statement, but didn't have their own statement, which is really rare. And that also means that this is a permanent ban or a perma ban, as they call it. So they're they're not disclosing why. They just said that he violated terms and conditions and blocked his account. And it's amazing to me that a person who can go on a platform like this can just be shut off. Everything is lost. Every thing that they've earned, everything that they've invested in is gone. Not only that, Scott, but as of today, people are getting notifications that if they recently subscribed to him, Twitch reimbursed them for that money and took it away from him. I was going to say, if if you use that as a source of income, like how quickly are you able to move those funds? How much of that money are you entitled to, you know, or does it just you would know this. Does it just stick in an account for and then the end of the month you get paid or something like that? Yes. So at once you have made over $100, you can be paid out every 30 days. So they will pay you out any dollar amount that you've earned over $100. Well, there you go. He lost a ton of money. And likely he's losing advertising revenue he's losing stream stream money so he could be looking at his account balance in twitch's kind of like streamer uh platform in the background like the creator dashboard and just watching that amount of money go down now let's not be confused this man is a multimillionaire from from twitch so how long sure. has he been streaming uh, one of the longest he's been streaming he's he's one of those like I mean, really talking loud. like how long has switch been out 2008 okay so a decade yeah i would say he probably started in 2012 so he probably lost a decade's worth of work interesting so bringing this all back to the cancel culture that you were talking about we don't know what he did to this day right like it still hasn't been revealed probably find it? it has not been revealed there's a lot of assumptions but nobody is is saying exactly what it has been even six hours ago game fuel had returned their banner back to Dr. Disrespect, which is really interesting. That just means that they had removed it. Mountain Game Fuel, Mountain Dew's like brand of energy drink for gamers, originally had Dr. Disrespect removed that banner, and now it's back up. So maybe by the time you guys hear this, something else has changed. Yeah, that's really interesting because, I mean... At the end of the day, Twitch is a private company. They're able to do whatever they want, right? Correct. They could change their terms and conditions so that nobody can stream anymore and go into making popcorn for all they care. It's it's very interesting that we had somebody on their team either get notified about the violation or multiple violations or looked into it themselves and found a violation and decided to just terminate this independent contractor, if you will. And not tell anybody why. So, Because, like, the court of opinion hasn't even happened. Well, it is happening. It's just everybody's wondering what's going on or there's people that are pretending to know what's going on. Eventually, hopefully, we can find out the truth so that we know, like, okay, is is it because of something that changed recently? Is this because he's been perpetually doing something 
he had some weird bathroom incident, and I think that was the first time I ever heard about him back in the day. He went and filmed somebody in a bathroom, and he got banned temporarily. But yeah, that's that's what it was. The like, I mean, did he do it again? You know, like we want to know so we can adjust our reactions appropriately in an ideal right. world. Frankly, I have never heard of this guy. I don't think I will think about him ever again until I see him trending. For people that were watching him and enjoyed him, like it's just. It's like they just pulled your favorite TV show off the air, right? Right. And I, I think the the easy thing to remember, this goes back to that, exactly what you were saying, cancel culture versus slowing the fuck down and listening and, and stopping. Because even now, as I read through the live stream fails subreddit, just like looking at the top things, many streamers are reacting. His wife even posted something because they're together still. And he's kind of reconciled with that event. He... He cheated on his wife a few years back and like Damn, left, bro. left Twitch for a little bit to like better his relationship. But he it, it's looking like most of his brand deals are reinstating their their thing. You got to remember as a, as a multimillionaire as he is, he has a team of lawyers and managers that are going out and like fighting for their brand because those people want to continue to get a paycheck as well. So this would be one of those moments where it's like, hey, this is breaking news. Shut the fuck up and listen versus, oh, my God, this person's an asshole or, oh, my God, fuck anybody who hates this person. Like, just slow down and listen. Right. We, we should, like I said, in an ideal world, we should all just pump the brakes and figure out what actually happened before making any summary judgment. Can, can now, we get back? This can we guy, get back to the, yeah, he's go got ahead. a past, right? He's done bad things in the past before. Does that does that give him a pass for whatever he did now? Obviously not, or at least Twitch didn't think so. But he's still a human, right, at the end of the day? Hmm. Now, I'm not making excuses for him, because like I said, I really don't care about Dr. Disrespect at all. But if, if we all just slowed down a little bit for saying any inflammatory remarks to build up our own brand, because sometimes I feel like that's what people are actually trying to do, then, then maybe, just maybe, the world's a little bit kinder, gentler place. Yes. I I'm think not telling you how to live your life. You can tell me to fuck off for all I care. Tell me to fuck off at our email. Yeah, go 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 fuck me off right there. Wait a minute. That's that's not what I meant. I think there's a root cause to this that we're missing, Scott. This shit wouldn't happen in general. Twitch all of didn't this didn't exist. You're right, Willie. Let's get rid of Twitch. Ban Twitch. There you go. Fuck yeah, I'm with that cancel culture. Let's get this shit out of here. No, if people were just good, if I I know it's a lofty goal. I know we're pushing really hard for this. I know, like, man, I'm sitting on the couch. Could I be a piece of shit today? Or could I be a good person? And being a good person oftentimes requires work. But may, maybe I don't. I don't think it does. Yeah, may, <laughs> I maybe don't, don't cheat on your person, spouse. They say it takes more muscles to frown than to smile. Something like that. But a lot of times, to be considered a good person, at least by others, you just have to not be a shitty person, right? Yeah. You just have to keep your fucking mouth shut. Maybe keep your head down. Go about your own goddamn business. Quit bothering other people. Right. And then and somebody then is maybe you just Yeah. Yeah. When somebody is shitty, maybe you say something about it. And don't and don't be quiet. That's that's the other side of things. We need a lot more people to speak up when people are being shitty. And we need the people who make the rules to speak up against shitty people who also make rules. Now you're now you're going too far. I know, I know. Authority, right? Can't live with it. Thanks, everybody, for listening.
Willie and I are trying to get this r slash cooking here. So you should really reach out to us, you know. Perhaps you're just interested in going to the R movies, and I know R, well, that sucks because he can't. But let me R explain like I'm five to how to reach out to us. You can find us on Twitter at Scott Garolo, and that's Wildman293, or email us at subforthatpodcast at gmail.com. And just like our namesake, there's There's a sub sub for that. that.